Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the amazing Stephanie Gass on the show. Stephanie is the host and creator of the Mompreneur Mastermind Show podcast and Podcast Pro University. Stephanie is freaking amazing and you're going to get so much out of today's episode. She is all about helping women step into their potential and claim the success and happiness they deserve. And we talk about a lot of things in here. Stephanie shares how to scale your passion and monetize it, how to grow your platform, and most importantly, how to balance work and life as a busy mom. We go deep into a lot of things and I know you're going to get so much out of today's episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Stephanie onto the show and make sure you check out the show notes so that you can see where to connect with Stephanie after this. Hey, hey, Stephanie. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. I can't wait to hear your story and to have you just drop so much gold in this episode. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for having me. I like your name. (laughs) I like your name too. (laughs) No, I I absolutely love what you're doing and how you've been showing up and sharing your message with other moms and women who are just really wanting to live their best lives. And I would love to get more into your story and journey around how you even started your business and what you're doing right now. For sure. So I'll start back when I got the entrepreneurial bug, because I think this is such an integral piece of every single story for people to understand, oh, wow, entrepreneurship isn't like, woo, like I jumped in and I'm successful. And like, this is where it's at, right? So went from top, like six figure earner in corporate America, checking my mic. Okay. No. <laughs> Um, Went from, you know, six-figure earner in corporate America, jet-setting, I'm like Germany and Spain, to, oh, I'm engaged. Like, what do I do now? I don't want to work at this crazy capacity anymore. Mm. And funny enough, it was divine intervention. My mom was like, well, hey, I'm going to join this network marketing company. Do you want to do it with me? And this was like six, seven years, seven years ago. Network marketing wasn't huge yet had no stigmas around it where I was from. Nobody knew about it. And I'm like, well, hello, there's like this chick on a pink flamingo (laughs) drinking her mimosa, like dollar dollar bills, y'all with her perfect kids in the background. Like, sure. Like that sounds good. I'm going to be her. So I went ahead and jumped in and I'm kind of crazy as far as like, you give me a goal I'm a three on the Enneagram, if that helps you understand me. I'm like, like lists and color coding and like achievement has always been super important to me, which is also part of the downfall of this story. Okay. So spoiler, this is not all up and to the right. 
get into network marketing. Within two years, I am top 1% of the company. Wow. Walking the stage, I got the check, $50,000 bonus check, the cars, the trips, like check the boxes. Okay. Stephanie made it. Well, what people can't see from the outside is that I had become a full-fledged workaholic. I mean, I was working more than I did in corporate because that false sense of accomplishment. Mm. Oh, I'm so worthy because I have a $17,000 a month. That's what equals happiness and success. I need more, right? Oh, because I'm getting all of this, this recognition, this external validation, this feels really good. Give me more. And so I kept this, this search for how can I fill this hole? How can I continue to, to grow in this way? And I thought that that was what I needed to do because that's what I was being told. That's what I saw on social media. Mm. And it was literally to the detriment of everything. I had gained 60 pounds. My kid, my, my one son at the time was like, you know, I had my headset attached to my face. I feel so guilty now because I'm like, poor thing. Like I was trying to build this empire for him, quote unquote, right? For my family. But was it really? I look back and I'm like, that was such a selfish time in my life, but I didn't see it. So here's how it all came about and kind of brought me to where I am today. So I'm here, I'm working, and the company starts to go through this crazy reorganization. People start jumping left and right because, you know, they want Stephanie's success. So they're going to jump to the next company and do what I did. Mm. There's no, you know, loyalty necessarily within this industry. It's we want to make money and I get it. So people started to disperse. And within one year, the income was cut into a third. And this was crazy because we had elevated our lifestyle. You know, I mean, the cash flow was gone. And the dark moment was when I sat down to do the budget one day, about four years into this career. And I'm like, we can't pay the bills. And I walk out to my husband and he's like, what's in my savings account? which was our two-year-old son at the time. I'm like, you know, 2,000 bucks, something like that. And, and he's like, you're going to have to use that. I'm like, oh, snap. This is what rock bottom is. Like, this is it. Like, the, the, like the punch in my gut at that moment was like, what was all of that for? You know, wow. it, none of it was worth it. And like, who am I now? I went through this full-blown identity crisis wow. of, of who am I? What am I? I'm, you know, I'm worthless. That's who I was. What am I now? I can't even provide for my kids when that's the reason I was doing it. Had a newborn, had 60 extra pounds, had a loss of identity. It was like the darkest place. It's like the dark night of the soul. It, it was rough, girl. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, hot mom mess, like baby on the boob, like crying myself <laughs> oh my through Netflix day. Like, you know, you just don't know how to climb yourself out of that hole. So I got out a piece of paper like a couple of weeks later. Like I believe me, I felt into that (laughs) pain for a minute. Got out a piece of paper and I wrote down who is the woman I want to be. Mm. And I had this blank sheet of paper and this pen and I just wrote down and I just let it flow. And it just like, it came from beyond me Mm -hmm. out of my fingertips, right? And it was like, I want to reclaim what motherhood, what I want to be as a mom. Like I want to be so present with them. I want to not have any business crap to worry about when I'm at the park with them. I want to sit down and do Legos and take hours with them every day, but I still want to be really successful Mm -hmm. in a different way. I want to serve. I want to help women. I want to 
help them do the things that I was gifted at. And if the money flows in from there, great. But I'm, I'm so tired of the fake of striving for something that isn't fulfilling and I need to spiritually realign. I want to get closer to, for me, it's God, whatever that means for you, closer spiritually than I've ever been. So mm-hmm. I wrote this down and then I said, don't know how that's going to happen, right? Like I wrote it down and then I stepped away from it and I just said, okay, step one, get your head on girl. Cause I can't help anybody when I am like in this place. So got some therapy, got back into the gym had a, I took the last $200 in my PayPal account, y'all girl, moms, especially, and girls know what I'm talking about. Like wow. <laughs> that money that husband can't see. I'm like, hi, mentor, like <sighs> slap me around. Like, what am I doing with my life? And this person turned the mirror on me and just said, what did you love about network marketing? And, and I said, well, I love public speaking and mentorship and helping somebody do something that they didn't know that they could do. Mm like get the past that boundary, conquer that fear and like believe in themselves enough to do something that they truly feel called to do. Mm. And mentor was like, well, why don't you just be like a female entrepreneur coach of some kind? I'm like, was that a thing? Like, what exactly, how do I, where do I, where do I sign up for that class? Like, (laughs) yes, sure. So funny enough, when I got in alignment with that idea, I didn't know how, but I just opened my heart. I'm like, you know, Lord, show me the way. Like, I don't know what this means, but I'm here for it. Give mm-hmm. me the answers. Somebody called me up. Hey, Steph, do you ever take on clients? Like, I'd love to work with you on these X, Y, Z. Then I had someone else call me. Hey, Steph, I need some social media consulting and we'll pay you like, you know, it was like four, $4,000, $5,000 a month. And I'm like, okay, sure. Because that was what I needed to bridge the gap to figure out the pieces. So mm-hmm. all of the abundance started to just flow in. It was like blessing, miracle, blessing, miracle. Yes. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. Yes. And so the money was there and the provision started to show up. My parents called. They're like, Steph, we have a free vehicle. Do you need to use it while you get out? Wow. And like, we're manifesting like crazy without manifesting. I'm just like, open my heart to, I think what God had been calling me to do, but I was in my own way, right? Like my ego kept stopping me. Ooh, I love that. Oh. And I kept trying to define the path. I thought it's only network marketing, right? Instead of what is my path? Like I'm here for it. So now suit, like all of that was so necessary for my growth into who I am now, which is this female mompreneur educator. And I help women uncover their, I call it God-led calling Mm -hmm. or spiritual calling. Mm -hmm. And then I help them figure out a way to monetize it using a platform and passive income products. That's what I do now. I have a podcast. I work literally three hours from home. I I am the woman I wrote on the paper five years ago. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's so amazing. Oh my God. You have like a really freaking awesome story. And I I love that you said like you just opened your heart and it it, it sounded, um, what I heard was more of like also I just surrendered and and just like let go. And so it was like which is a part of like manifesting if you want to get to that, but it was more like letting go of the resistance that was in your way. Mm -hmm. So it was like opening yourself up to what was already there, but by releasing the resistance. I love that idea. And I think to say something on that point, when you surrender and you relinquish the resistance, it doesn't mean you just stop moving because that would have been a choice too. I surrender Netflix and Doritos, like (laughs) I'm here for it. Right. But it was 
okay, I'm going to keep showing up, but I'm going to show up messy. Like I, I started a blog to give you a visual of this. Cause I didn't know, like, well, I don't know what this means. Mm-hmm. Started a blog. And I thought, what do people want to see? Oh, they want to see style. They want to see house stuff. So I'm like, how to style your mantle, Susan. <laughs> but that wasn't who I was, but I just was like, let me just take messy action. And then I would, the blog was necessary, but what I was blogging about wasn't in alignment. So then I'm like, wait, oh wait, it's business. So it was taking action, but being so open to being realigned. Mm. That was key. Cause I could have sat here and waited for an answer, but a clear answer never came through. It was never Stephanie start a podcast, you know, but it was like, Stephanie, just do like, just try and then I'll realign you and tweak you. And then, Oh, look at this mentor that you just discovered on accident. Right. Like all of the answers started to come in when I was exactly what you said, non-resistant, but also moving my feet, Mm -hmm. moving your feet and being the woman that you wrote down. (laughs) It's so wild to look like I write down these vision statements every year for who I want to be a year from now, what my life will look like. They come true for the last seven years, except for that like two years where it was like real rough. (laughs) And that's because I was trying to define the how. Mm -hmm. They've come true. And it's like, all you have to do, and it's not that simple, but a piece of what you have to do is design the visual of what you want to become and then open up to the path. Like the path will be laid before you. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part for us as human beings. We want to control how the path is built. We want to buy the bricks ourselves and lay the bricks. And we want to know the end result of the destination before we ever are willing to just take a step. And that's the, that's where everything you've ever been taught is wrong. Right? Mm, yeah. So what do you think is something that really helped you like get to that place of opening yourself up and like not trying to force it, but still taking action? Like, was there something that like helped you in that process that was like this moment you know what? I don't, I don't think there was a moment. I think there was almost like, um, a rebirth of who I want, who I was like I, over this course of, let's say a year, year and a half, I went through this, this whole like purging process. I purged my house of like everything that wasn't serving me. I purged my friendships. I purged. And that was so dang hard. It was the hardest thing ever to say, certain relationships are, are holding me in this place. I'm like, I have to release them. I let go of resentment. I let go of anger. I let go of 60 pounds because of fear, right? You put on weight because you're fearful. Let go of that. I mean, I had to shed all of the things that were holding me back and it took so much work and it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And at the end of that process, I was able to look back and go, who was she? Wow. That was like a facade of, who I am now, it's almost like, I don't even know that woman anymore. So it was that, it was like saying, okay, today's the first day that I'm going to change my entire identity almost in a way and step into who I'm called to be instead of who I think I have to be. Mm, I love that. That's like a big part of like what I teach people is like how to be, like how to shift the subconscious identity level. Like that's really where all of the magic happens is from that place of, and I love how the way you explain it is like stepping into that, the woman you wanted to be and, you know, releasing that resistance. It's just so many amazing things have opened up for you. That is like really inspiring (laughs) to hear your story. Thank you. Oh gosh. It's just super cool. I mean, and 
And taking it to another level, now that I am that woman, my kids get to see a different way Mm. of living and inspiring. I know a lot of your listeners are moms. And so to speak to something on that side, I think it's difficult to say, when you look at business, I'm going to be, I've been called to be really successful or to be this world changer in business or entrepreneurship, but I'm also called to be this incredible mom. And there's this really hard struggle that will happen. And if you're not a mom yet, you're like, yeah, right. I'm just going to take my baby to work and it's going to be fine. And I'm like, really, is it? Because I thought the same thing. And then I have these two perfect children and these two boys. And I go, holy smokes, like I'm in charge of your, like your entire identity Mm. lies within what I tell you the world is. Like, how do I speak to myself? How do I speak to the spouse? How do I talk to you? How do I show up for you? How do you see mama? Like, how do you see women? Mm. Do you see women as powerful or meek or do you, like, what do they see? And so I had to go through that too. Like, how do I pair this insane call to like literally impact, I hope eventually millions of women and be their mom. Mm. And that was so difficult. But I think what I had to do is um, first let go of the guilt that you can't be both. I feel like a lot of people deal with mom, a lot of people deal with the mom guilt too. Everybody does. And that's normal. Like give yourself grace. If today you're like, I feel so guilty because I handed them the iPad while I'm listening to this podcast. Like, (laughs) listen, that is okay. First of all, but secondly, you have to ask yourself, is this guilt I'm feeling real? Like, is there something that needs to change? Because for me, back when I was working 60 hours a week, it was guilt on purpose. It was an alarm. The anxiety attacks were an alarm. But now if I feel guilty, I'm like, Stephanie, like, let that ish go. Like you just hung out with your kids an entire day yesterday. (laughs) You're okay. Like you can work today. So it's looking at it and saying, is this real, this feeling of guilt, like, or, or valid, I guess is the (laughs) word. And then the second piece of it is you have to reframe the way that you're looking at yourself because (laughs) If I'm in here, you know, working and my kids are like, what is mom doing? I can say, I'm working, get out, right? Mm -hmm. This is mom's time. I'm working. This is how I make money or whatever that conversation. Or I can say, oh my gosh, well, I get to talk to other women today about how they can feel really great and how they can better their lives and, and be so much happier, And then maybe I can say, hey, do you want to record something when I'm done? And we can listen to your voice on the show. Like I'm writing a journal right now and my son came in and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm writing a book. Isn't that cool? And I'm going to help women like, you know, say their prayers and their journal and all these things. And he's like, can I write a book? He's five and a half. I'm like, sure, babe. I got Canva out. We wrote a book, (laughs) The Lion and the Trap, available nowhere because it's just here. Oh, yeah. And so like... We That's write this. Awesome. It is so cool. And so I'm like, think about, are you feeling bad about working or are you making it something to be proud of that your kids like bring them into the process with mm-hmm. you? I love that. Right. And it's not hard. It's just, a, it's a mindset shift. It's, mm-hmm. and then I feel great about it. Cause I'm like, look at all the lessons I've taught him. Yeah. Like it's educational. It's fun for them. It's, oh, I get to like, look forward to when she's done recording. Cause then she said I could record. So yeah. do you find it like hard to balance your time or do you, did you have like a specific, I don't know, I guess like time frame, uh, organization of your day when it comes to like your work time versus whatever, is it kind of like, how for sure. Work? Oh yeah. For I'm like gangster with my time <laughs> guys, like with kids, you have to be right. 
And with, even if you don't have kids, if you have a full-time job, you have to be, if you have a spouse, a significant other, you can't like think, is it, is it fair to them for you to be on your phone from 6 PM to 10 PM when that's the only time you guys get together? I don't think so. Yeah. So where I started was I started time blocking in a paper planner. So simple. And I would say, okay, here's the week weekends. I don't have anything work related. I know my kids are here. My spouse is here. I'm going to block that off. And like, I go so far, you guys, this is going to like freak you out. I delete the social media apps on the weekends. Oh, that's such a good idea. Delete the apps. Just on delete the, them. Just on the weekends. <laughs> just on the weekend. And sometimes it's just 24 hours, but every week they get deleted. And here's the creepy part. Your finger will go there over like 15 oh, times. Sure. And you're like, oh, wow, I have a problem. Like I have, and and none of it, we don't really realize it or we make excuses for why it's okay. And it's not. So I delete the apps every single weekend. I'm like literally living and I I still take pictures and I can share it on Monday. Like, Hey guys, this weekend we did all this fun stuff and nobody cares. My Instagram story views have like tripled in the last six months when I started doing that. Cause other people like, I want to do that with you, Steph. So I'm like with my community, like you guys ready? Like three, two, one, delete. Oh my God. And so- Yeah. So I just started like boundaries. I started to claim my time. I'm like, weekends are family. The weeks can be heavier on work. So I know in the morning I can wake up, do spirituality, intentional prayer, journaling. Um, I can wake up an hour before my family. Then I have an hour at the gym because I get two hours of childcare, one hour for working out, one hour for working. Then Mm -hmm. I go come home and my kiddo naps for two hours. That's four hours a day that I can like intentionally schedule stuff, work on a course, show up on Instagram, social, do all of that. And I can do that five days a week and still look at my planner and say, look at all this open space. Mm. And I'm not being distracted during that work time PS. Like you have to like be so intentional with what you're going to do with that time. Okay. It actually feels like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not a mom yet or anything. I don't, I don't know if and when that that will be, but it actually, I feel like I would get more done if I was like, okay, I know that I only have this time and this is the time that I need to get shit done. Like, I feel like I would get more done. (laughs) You know, what's crazy. So like during the school year, my kids in school, like full time, right? I'm like, dude, did you have so much time? Like, I'll get to that. What am I doing today? I don't know. And like now in the summer, when I know I have all of these little pockets and depending (laughs) on when you're listening to this, but the point is exactly what you're saying. I feel like I'm four times more productive with less because my mindset is Stephanie, like if you have three hours today in the morning, I'm like, what am I getting done in those three hours? What are the highest payoff activity for my business, my brand, or my community today? Mm, That's a great question, by the way. For those of you listening, write that shit down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Get that down because listen, your laundry, the dishes, that's important stuff, believe, and I get it. And I've been there, but if you have only three hours to work on furthering your mission on this earth, do that first. Mm. And if you only, right, like you'll find time when the kids are awake, I can help have them help me with laundry or do dishes. Like stop getting distracted in the only three productive hours that maybe you have, especially if you have a full-time job. And, and even if you don't, and you're sitting here with an open day, why not treat it the same way? Because if you worked for three, four hours, you gangstered it out. Think of all the open time you've just created for a walk, go like, what do you love? Go shopping, go like, you know, go do whatever, watch Netflix show that you've been wanting to watch because you know, like you've killed it as far as the to-do list stuff. So that was that. And then the final tip there is boundaries. Like 
I am probably the best person I know at this. Like, mm-hmm. My friends and clients are like, how do you just like boundaries? Like you just say no and you don't. I'm like, because how can I show up in the world and like help people and make a difference and create content and put out courses that are going to change people's lives if I'm saying yes to everything else mm-hmm. that everybody else needs from me? And it doesn't mean I'm not there for the people that I love. It's just that they know they have to schedule it with me or that I'm not going to answer them right away. I'll get to you when I'm done, right? With, with the stuff I have to do. Um, and it's spirituality, then it's me and my family, and then it's work and everything else is, is last. Everything else. I love that you put like yourself and your spirituality and stuff and like your self-care stuff like first. Yes. It sounds like, I mean, and, and not in like a selfish way, but like, I think that's so important because, um, I don't know. I just, this is, maybe this is my own story, but sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm so nervous to like ever have kids because I'm afraid that I'll lose myself or I won't put myself first. And I I hear a lot of people say kind of things like, Oh, I don't have as much time for me. And I think that's like something that you also need to be very intentional about. You do. And it's only society's the one telling you that all of a sudden when you have kids, you belong in the background. And I, I call BS on that because I think And I did that for a minute. And guess what? Stephanie is resentful. I'm grumpy. I'm snapping at them. So now it's like, oh no, no. Like mommy goes to the gym every day. And guess what? Now I'm happy. That's my therapy. Mm. I get a massage. I try to get a massage once a month. I don't feel bad about spending that money because when I, when I am fueled, I am at my highest capacity for them. And for everything else that you're doing. For everything else. And you have to have this level of energy. And I I think, why are we making apologies Mm -hmm. for being our best fueled self? Like whatever lights you up will make you a better mom, period. I love that. So don't let anybody BS you (laughs) and be like, oh, Stephanie, well, because you're a mom, you know, are you really going to take a vacation this year and leave them behind? I'm like, you better bet your bottom dollar I'm going (laughs) to leave them behind, right? Like, I need me time. I need to get inspired. I need time with my spouse away from them. I love them. And that doesn't, but I'm not living for them, right? I am living with them. I am living to further their mission on this earth. And so I can't let go of who I am Mm, because I have kids, right? Yeah. So moms, take that. Like just stop the madness, okay? And it doesn't mean you don't show up for your kids. It just means stop making excuses for why you can't live your best life. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. So powerful. Oh, I think so many people will receive that. <laughs> I hope so. I, that's like where I'm at. I'm just like my latest mission. My latest soapbox is like, moms, like take your power back. You didn't have a baby to lose who you are. Like who were you before that you had that child? What were your dreams? What were your ambitions? What were you passionate about? Like bring those back because you have a, you know, a reason that you're here. And the kid didn't mean stop your purpose. The kid meant further your purpose to show your kids how amazing you are. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of my mom. Look at all the things she's done. Like that's what's up. Mm. You're so inspiring, Stephanie. Thank I you. Love, I love this <laughs> chat. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let me have a different perspective now. But um, so you can name your baby Stephanie with an F if you want. <laughs> <laughs> with an F, I'm with a PH. Right. <laughs> um, so you've built a business around your passion and by sharing your message. And 
So do you work with people one-on-one as well? Or do you said you just have the passive products and you want to like kind of share a little bit about how you made this work for you for your lifestyle? Absolutely. So I did everything backwards. I created all these. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I created all these products thinking I got bills to pay, you know, (laughs) mama has this like 1990 blue odyssey that's free from her mom. Like I got like, help me help myself. So I created all these products first. Mm. But I didn't have a following yet. I went from network marketer and everyone's still in network marketing. They're not looking for, you know, coaching and like God led calling. They're like, I just want to make a sale. So I had no following and I kept, well, I guess I need a new product. I guess I need a new product. Right. And I would take clients here and there. Most of them were network marketers looking for to market in an authentic way versus like the spammy. Mm-hmm. And so I was helping people with that, which was fine. It was a gateway into what I'm doing. And then it dawned on me like, wait, again, I'm selfishly producing, right? Like I'm selfishly thinking about, yes, this will help people, but I'm looking at it from how do I make money? So instead, let me shift my perspective. Let me touch the woman I want to work with. So let me say, who is she? Her name is Lola, by the way. She has three children. She's so cute. I have a picture of her on my desktop computer. Oh, I love so her. Awesome. Like I know her inside and out. Like Lola wants this online business, but she's so afraid. Where do I invest? It seems overwhelming. Will I be successful? What is a sales funnel? How do I market authentically? What's a pitch? Like all of these questions, you know, how do I step into what God wants me to be as a mother or as a business owner? So Lola has all these questions. And I said, how do I show up for her for free? Like, let me just serve Lola at my highest capacity for one year. And if she ends up wanting to buy from me or work with me in in some way, it's a bonus. And I figured that if this again was me being in alignment, that the money would flow and I didn't need to worry about it. So this is like a couple of years ago and I just started showing up. I put a YouTube channel together. I started going live on Facebook and the Lola's started to roll in mm. and I would just answer questions. Hey guys, topic Tuesday, what's your question on, on sales and marketing or online business or faith paired with business or balance, like any of these niche categories I knew she was struggling with. And every week I just started showing up. I wasn't even promoting stuff yet. I didn't even have a strong call to action, Mm. but it was working because she was like, oh, I'm learning so much from you. My Lola's were learning so much from me. So my, my point is, and the money, it, it doubled from when I was like, just looking at it from a Stephanie perspective and make, how do I make a dollar? Now it was, how do I serve? And when you show up with a servant heart, the world is going to provide you back all of that service 10 times, tenfold, Mm -hmm. right? Like abundance comes full circle and it starts with you abundantly pouring out Mm -hmm. without an expectation. And that was hard because I get it. It's people, you know, you need money to like survive, but that's you limiting money. It's crazy. It's like so counterintuitive. So I then opened my heart and then people started calling me with the same questions, right? Mm -hmm. How do I grow a platform? Help me grow a platform help me start a podcast, help me grow a platform, help me make a passive income course, the same thing. And they're hiring me over and over. And I went, there we go. This is the, the products I need to create so that I can stop working with people one-on-one so often, mm-hmm. give them a, a less expensive solution. So I created, I have a podcasting course. I have a course that helps you identify your brand, your, you know, your God-led calling, if you want to call it that, your spirit calling. 
and then create a brand. And then I have a podcasting course, which teaches you how to grow the platform. And then I still take clients one-on-one at a very elite level. Okay. Nice. So what do you do? You say, what am I meant to do? You start taking action, start pouring out for free for a while. That's what I did too. Keep the job, right? Like Mm -hmm. don't quit the job to build the platform. Like do that in the background because that grows the the trust, the community. Yeah. Start seeing what do people want? What are they asking for over and over? There you go. That is your passive income. Create an ebook, a workbook, create a like a membership community, create a course and launch that. And then now guess what? People can purchase and work with you at a much less price than if they were to hire you one-on-one, right? So it's win-win for both of you, but you're solving a problem and you have to step into that and be confident around, I'm charging money for something that will change someone's life or business or weight or whatever they do. Okay. So now I have this platform and I would say 60, 70% of my income is from my products, not from the coaching because I only take a couple people at a time. It's a premier price point. So that's kind of how it's structured. That's awesome. And like, I I relate because for the first like year, I feel I was giving, giving, giving so much and just sharing. And I was actually afraid to share any offers. I was like, I don't even know what to share. I was like nervous. I had to work through that fear of, you know, doing my own thing like that I've never done. Um, But there's so much value in that because it allowed me to grow my community and all this stuff. Um, not that, not that everyone needs to do that for a whole year. No. And but you know what you could do though, is you're building the platform in the background, you're creating the product. Mm -hmm. So like within, I don't know, like I could throw a product together, a really quality one, just because I can really focus in a month, six weeks. Yeah. So you could do that if you see the need, because I think it's also important for you to you got to work with the community enough and build enough of a community to know what do they need. And I would say three months is a great starting place to really start gauging what questions keep coming in, ask them, be an open book, be like, what would you want more of? What are your most highest viewed videos? What are your highest downloads? If you do a podcast or which videos are getting the most views on your Facebook lives, there you go. Like that is your, put a star by it. What can I do here? to teach more of an implementation and create a product from that. And you don't have to wait for a year, create the product and start monetizing, yeah, and you but don't stop first. <laughs> yeah. Sell it before you create it. I always have done that. Yes. I, I love that. that. Like I did that too. My first product ever. I'm like, yeah. I have a group coaching program. Who wants to join? I'm like, I didn't have a program yet yeah. till they got, came into the group. And I'm like, cool. Week one, let's do this. And I've done yeah. it a couple of times and they're great. Like those programs ended up being self-study because I recorded them, saved yep, them, packaged exactly. them up. Of course. Same, same here. And like, as long as I was like a week or two ahead, I was good. And I'm like, I already knew what I was going to cover. It's just like, sure. um, my whole thought process was like, well, why create it? Let's enroll people first and see if it's something that is actually, they like, want. you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm obsessed with that because people get stuck in the, it has to be perfect first. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be totally done and totally perfect. And every module needs to be perfectly edited. And, and then guess what? Like your first course is probably never going to be the one that explodes. Like you're going to get better as you grow. Mm-hmm. And like, 
it's better to just have it finished and out in the world. And so you can get feedback and change it later. I can go in and change a a module that I have from a four-year-old course if I want to, right? Just get it out. Yeah. Going to be perfect, but never. Messy action. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, um, your podcast is primarily where, like how your, your community is basically on your podcast and your Instagram. Is that kind of like yes. where you're, cause I know a lot of people have questions too. Like a lot of people always ask like, Oh, you know, should I be everywhere? Should I do a Facebook group? Should I do this? Should I do that? And I'm always like, you know, I, I'm, I'm always like, I'll pick two that you're feeling really drawn to. Um, I think it's oh, important to show up multiple, yeah. but I'm like, have you, you said you used to go on Facebook lives a lot. Did that? I know we talked about this a little bit too. And I kind of want to, sure. no, this is such a great question because it's like, should I be everywhere? Like, yeah. right. And I actually think Stephanie has it nailed down here, which is pick because there's only so much of you and social media is extremely draining. And so I think if you can pick two platforms that will be that lights you up. Okay. So I have a friend and she's like, I hate Facebook, but that's where like my people are resonating with me the most, but I literally hate it. I don't want to go in there. I'm like, Mm. then don't go in there. Like, why do you feel you have to do something that doesn't light you up? I think it's opposite. And so funny enough, when she started focusing on Instagram, which is where she really wanted to be, blew up, blew up like crazy. And it's because she was happier. She was having more fun. Her, her captions were more vibrant. She was clicking back and forth with people because that's where she wanted to be. So think about, first of all, where are you putting value out? And so that would, I highly recommend video marketing is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Whether that be um, Instagram lives, Facebook lives, Instagram TV, YouTube, and you can repurpose. You can do one video yeah. and share it everywhere. That's fine. Or it's podcasting. More use of your time. Highly recommend. Like, if you follow me, you know that the same caption that I spent like my heart and soul putting together for Instagram, it's also posted on Facebook and in my group. Mm-hmm. I'm not recreating different content for each platform because that's ridiculousness, you guys. Yeah. You don't need to do that. <laughs> I'd rather see one like so baller, like the best caption that you can put out everywhere than 10 different ca- cotton candy, you know, hashtag bless. Like, come on, y'all, yeah. right? <laughs> so you figure out where you're going to put content out and serve your ideal customer. Whether it's YouTube, a blog, if you're a writer, podcasting, if you're an audio person, or if she's an audio person, who is your client that you want to attract? Mm. How is she consuming is most important. And then secondly, what do you love? Because if you don't love it, you're not going to stick with it when it gets hard because it's going to get hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is the social aspect. And this is where you're touching. Like you're, I'm like, Hey Lola, Hey Lola, Hey Lola, Hey girl, listen to the podcast. Come listen to the podcast. So I'm touching Lola on Instagram, showing my behind the scenes, resonating with her at the highest level, putting out value filled content and captions that are going to really trigger her to come say, who is this girl? And what is she about? And then I'm saying, come to the podcast, come to the, I want every, come, 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 come. So where do you want them to come to trust you at a higher capacity? Mm. It's not, hi, come get my opt-in because hi, oh, now all of a sudden I'm spammy and weird. It's come trust me, come trust me, come trust me. And in my podcast, I have all the call to actions with the free gifts and the Mm -hmm. opt-ins and the webinars and the courses, because if they're listening to a 45 minute conversation with me where I just solved her problem. She mm-hmm. trusts me and she goes, what else does Stephanie have for me? Right. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, I love pick, that. pick that, pick, look at it from that perspective and, and start with one or two that light you up. And then if you have more time or if you want to outsource or something, um, Pinterest is totally underutilized. It's my highest driver. Uh, actually, I, I just started having uh, my assistant kind of start to do the Pinterest thing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't feel like doing Pinterest or learning it, but yeah, nobody. And you know, it's interesting. Like that's the most <laughs> underutilized marketing platform, but wow. the highest return on your time investment. And it's residual, wow. like your pins will last forever. You guys in Instagram posts, you've got like 24 hour life cycle on that. Yeah. Pinterest. I have a pin from 2015. It's still viral. It's still bringing in insane traffic to my website. So just, you know, bonus hack for you, hire someone to do your Pinterest or learn it. Cause it's really not hard, but it is so under underused. Wow. I have a whole episode on that. If you want to learn about how to do your yeah. own Pinterest. <laughs> I'm going to totally jump into that. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and your podcast is called Mompreneur's Mastermind. Is that It's called the Mompreneur the Mastermind Show. Mastermind. The Mompreneur Mastermind Show. So make sure you guys go check out Stephanie's yes. podcast. Yes, for sure. This was amazing. I feel like uh, we could go on forever. Like <laughs> the story is so inspiring. The tips that you shared were so inspiring. And like just everything that you're doing is really amazing. And I feel like you really shared so much gold in here, like helping a lot of people listening, trying to get their message out there in a bigger way, trying to, you know, create their dream life. Thank you. I hope so. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap it up? You know, I think I just want to, whatever it is that you're out there trying to do, just know that it's never going to be easy, right? But you, if you have the dedication and you show up obediently to that calling that you feel in your heart, you will eventually do the thing. So just don't give up on yourself too soon. It's so easy to say, this isn't working. Let me try a different strategy. But if you feel lit up about something, don't forget that fire. Write it down the first day that you get the vision for it. Put it everywhere because you're going to need that fire to continue to fuel you when it gets hard. So just keep going because seven years of being an entrepreneur it is one of the hardest things I've ever done, but it is so worth it. Mm, I love that. Keep shining. Don't give up. Keep going. Yeah. So good. Awesome. Well, thank you, Stephanie, so much. Uh, where can everyone find you besides your podcast? What's your, where else yeah. can they check you out? Well, thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Yeah. And everybody come say hi on Instagram. It's at Stephanie Gas, and it's Stephanie with an F, G-A-S-S. Um, screenshot this episode for Stephanie and I, and we'll share you. And then I have a website, stephaniegas.com. Lots of free gifts if you're an entrepreneur, hours of training on the show. So that's where I am. Amazing. So good. Well, thank you so much. This was amazing. And I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. You too. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. 